Um, this evening, we are having a webinar podcast episode um, with um, uh, two gentlemen from Insight uh, Treatment Centers, uh, Christian Lahr, who is the Community Outreach uh, Coordinator, and um, Elton Ferrero, who is a, a CAT uh, C1 certified drug counselor and a, um, a recovering um, addict himself for seven years. Um, and I want to welcome them both on to the Everyday Parenting Podcast webinar this evening. Yeah, at this point, if you have anyone has any questions, we'd love to uh, answer um, any comments, things of that nature. Parents, any questions from you? You can either chat them, uh, type them in, or um, I guess they can speak correctly. I mean, can they? Yeah, we'll uh, give them an opportunity to, to speak as well. It's like, I think um, there's an option for you to raise your hand and I'll... I'll uh, unmute you or allow you to talk. Uh, I think that'd be the easiest oh, way. So there was, there was a, um, an answer um, from one of the parents says, I believe that the CV sheriff, sheriff station also takes meds and drugs, et cetera. And that is true. Yes, that is. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that was. So we do have a hand raised from Brooke and Brooke will go ahead and uh, give you the opportunity to uh, speak. Hey, this is Brooke and her husband. We're, we're just kind of wondering, aside from calling 911, if there is an emergency, is there anything else that we could possibly ready ourselves with? I know that I've heard of certain like vac vaccination or antidote things that we could have on, on, on hand uh, in the case of some sort of overdose event, uh, which might lessen the impact. Um, would you know anything or have any ideas about how to be more prepared for when that event happens? Absolutely. So uh, can you hear me? Okay. Um, so basically uh, the only um, substance that can be um, reversed with what you're uh, talking about is uh, opioids and uh, it's called Narcan. Narcan can be purchased um, uh, at any pharmacy uh, and it can either be um, it's either a nasal spray or it's an injection um, that can reverse an overdose when it comes to opioids, uh, such as the heroin, the Oxycontin, fentanyl, if, if you catch it in time. Um, unfortunately, that's the only, <clears throat> the only uh, anti-overdose medication that is available right now for that specific substance. Um, everything, yeah, everything else, unfortunately, they don't have anything available uh, just as, as of yet. But um, for the, so, so Narcan is what you'd want to go ahead and look for and keep, uh, keep at the house just in case. And that's over the counter? Yeah, you would have to go. Uh, I, I believe, they, they, if I'm not mistaken, um, they offer it free at, at your local pharmacy uh, if, if it's a necessity because of the danger of possible overdose in the house. But you can definitely go into a CVS, Walgreens, uh, and ask them for it. It'll definitely be available. It, do, would we have a problem in administering it if we're not completely sure that it's an opioid event? No, so, so the good thing is that even if it's not an opioid overdose, the Narcan is not going to do anything to them. Okay. Um, the only thing that you'll, and, and here's how you'll know that it's not an opioid overdose if you give them the Narcan, because um, I don't know if you've ever seen what Narcan does, but once you administer the Narcan, whether it's through an injection in the thigh or it's the nasal, they immediately come out of, of, of um, 
the the comatose state that they're in, right? So if they're passed out and you believe it's an opioid overdose and you give them the Narcan, within seconds, they should come too. They may still be delusional, but they will come too. Now, if you give them the Narcan and they don't come too, then it's something else. Thank you. Yeah. And then that's when I would recommend highly to put them in the car or call 911 and then take them to the nearest emergency room. I mean, you still will want to do that after they come out of the, the heroin overdose or the opioid overdose. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, it looks like uh, someone else has a question. So. Hi. Um, my apologies. I joined a little late. I mean, at what age should we start really paying attention? I, I mean, I have a sixth grader, so I know probably already in middle school. Um, I mean, anyone, anyone else? I, I would say, um, yeah, that's a perfect time to start, to, especially not to today's generation. They're starting way younger than we did in my generation. I'm 46. So back when I was in middle school, I really had no idea of drugs or gangs or anything outside of my home. But uh, once I got to, uh, uh, once I got to um, high school is when it really started for me. But now today's generation, I would definitely start keeping an eye on, on the middle schoolers as well. That's just my opinion. Thank you. I do have a, uh, a mom who is a pharmacist who just put a note here. Uh, regarding Narcan, it's not free, but certainly pharmacists and pharmacies can provide it without a prescription. You can purchase it or you um, have a prescription from a provider. You can use it, uh, use your insurance to cover the cost. So there you go. Thank, thank you, you for the clarification. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Always good to have pharmacist parents. Absolutely. <laughs> can you... Um, it, uh, just take a second from both of you. I, you know, I'm, I'm I, with the parents that I work with and, you know, parents know me, I'm, I'm very practical, you know, and the questions I get all the time are, Hey, you know, my kids are heading off now to parties. My kids are heading off to school events or um, off campus events. What can we, what would be some really good pieces? Cause I've been sharing with parents um, things that I did with my girls. My girls are in the mid twenties now. And, you know, just preparing our kids going into these environments, to these homes, to these parties, um, to be alert, to be aware. Can you give some more insight also, and I'll throw in some of mine, but what, what would you say would be a typical conversation to have with a middle school on um, child heading off to a, a birthday party, a school event, um, an off-campus event, um, you know, not on school campus, but an off, you know, uh, what I'm talking about, going, going to someone's home or to a party. What, what would you suggest at this point? What would be your advice? Christian, or you want me to... Oh, go, go, ahead, go ahead. Oh, I mean, say, same. You know, I, I have I have a 15 year old and a 17 year old and a 21 year old as well. Um, and I would just, uh, for me personally, um, I don't know if this is clinical or whatever. This is just me personally. And, <laughs> no. and, we're, and, we're, we're, this, this is called everyday parenting. Yeah, so and, go for it. Go for it, Elton. Go for it. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, again, as you mentioned at the beginning when you uh, introduced me, you know, I am a recovering addict and. I didn't have any of these conversations with my parents when I was 15. Yeah. Um, I was sucked into the peer pressure and sucked into the gangs and the drugs in, 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 this, in the area that I grew up in. And, and, you know, I didn't have anybody to tell me. So I would just sit down and talk to them and basically um, let them know, um, you know, what to expect, the possibilities of seeing certain kids drinking, certain kids using, using drugs. And um, culturally in my environment, I'd be like, and you know, 
that if I, you come home and you're intoxicated, we're going to have a problem, uh, you know, but uh, I would definitely just re, re, reiterate the fact that, you know, for one, it's illegal for one, you're underage. For, uh, you, you can't, you can't be doing that. Um, and, and, and the bottom line would be that, you know, if you see that or you feel uh, pressured of any sort, call me and I'll come pick you up. If you feel uncomfortable, I'll come get you. Um, if you need me to wait outside for you, I'll wait outside for you. Um, again, these are things that I never had conversations with with my parents. Um, so that's what I tell them. And, um, and, and, and at the end of the day, I kind of, you know, it's hard because again, I went through it. So the trust level is kind of like, uh, I want to give them that trust. Uh, at the same time, I want to be cautious. So, um, you know, luckily being that I work in treatment, you know, I have drug tests readily available to me. So every now and then, if I get a little suspicious, I'm like, all right, let's go. And my son, my son's my youngest, he's my 15 year old. So I'm like, all right, you got a test for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to take any, any, uh, you don't trust me. It's not that I don't trust you. I just want to be safe. Um, but I think just, you know, basic conversations, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. and opening it up and being real with you know uh with with your child is definitely uh has its advantages so yeah yeah and one of the pieces that i would you know want to throw in there was i always always told my children if, if they're going to someplace new they don't know this family or they don't know the house that they're going into i always um i always had uh, extra water bottles in my car sealed water bottles and i said take this don't walk in empty handed. Don't walk in and have someone hand you a drink that you don't right. know where it came from. You take in a water bottle. That's your drink for the night. If you see a soda that you want to drink, that's closed. You can drink that, but anything that's open and you're handed something and you don't know that person, or you even know the person drink your water. That's your liquid for the night. Same thing with food. I was very conscientious about that with my kids, you know, with edibles. Um, that was very big when my kids were going through high school, brownies, you know, yeah. all those things. Um, if you don't know who made them, um, or even if you do, and you, it's a trust issue here, but try to eat sealed foods. Try to find foods that come from a market that are sealed and that are opened at that moment and eat that. Um, and those were just two very practical pieces that I definitely taught my kids um, and, and encouraged. Um it sounds so simple, but it does give them that out. They're going to want to drink something, right? They're going to want to eat something. Give Absolutely. them those items before you go. Yeah. And, and I'm, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, I'll, I'll disclose a little something that I'm not proud of, but it's something that, that had happened back when I was 16. Uh, we, we did make, uh, you know, way before it was even popular, we made some brownies, yep. <laughs> uh, some edible brownies, and we pranked like six of my friends. And, you know, luckily it wasn't a heavy dose, but, you know, we, we, we pranked them, they ate them. And an hour later, they're like, where am I feeling? Ha ha, we gave you. So it's definitely, so it yeah. can happen, right? Yes. It definitely yes. that, that can happen. And, 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 and that's a very good conversation to have as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and, and that whole thing you said of, you know, being available to pick them up and yep. have that code word within your family, that code, that code emoji you can send home or right. a code yeah, word yeah. where, Hey parents, you know, or, and I always tell my parents, you be the scapegoat for your children. You be the one that they say, Oh, my, my meet my mom called and I have to go home. We, we have an event tomorrow. Yeah. Blame, yeah. blame the parent, right? Yeah. Use the parent as the, the, the mean old parent that I have to come home as your excuse to leave places, go right. ahead, use yeah. us, use us and text call and be there to pick them up. Right. Um, and, and that another is another alternative. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, um, go Christian, go. Um, 
Um, you know, I, I think it'd be great also, obviously, if, if the your child is not too embarrassed, but even walking with them, right, and kind of get an idea of what the environment is, is yes. looking like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of the crowd, is it around? Is it older people? Is it, you know, someone who I want my kids hanging around with? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's always great for us to to be able to really witness firsthand what, yeah. what they are getting into, and that way we can make a decision then and there. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Very true. Very true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and in finding out, you know, I think the question has to be asked. Um, I think my kids were very tired of hearing me ask this question, but um, are the parents going to be there? Um, who, what adults are going to be there? Um, are the parents even in town? Who, who's responsible and making, making contact with that parent to verify that um, walk up to that door. Like you said, Christian, or even call and say, just get the, get the family phone number um, mm-hmm. and say, great. Let me, let me talk to the parents and uh, see that they are going to be there. Um, that is, as you know, the, the biggest issue. And, but even if a parent is there, it doesn't always mean they're going to be responsible um, and what their values are. So that doesn't always count for, um, yeah, my parents are here. Okay. But yeah. they're also, they're also, you know. Yeah, they're the ones that bought the beer. What are you talking about? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I went yeah. to many parties like that in my age. In my <laughs> day where, uh, the parents, you know, yeah. they always had that mentality. Well, I'd rather have them do it here than out in the yeah. street. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the repercussions, you know, what we have to really expose our children to is, you know, you know, having a driver's license doesn't seem to be as big for a lot of kids as it was when I was growing up in the seventies and in the eighties. And, but, you know, there are some repercussions and I think educating our children on the repercussions of losing a license, if you, you know, driving or being in the car with someone who is intoxicated and how you are also, or, or um, you know, you are responsible and you are still part of that, that scene. Um, it does, there are many, many repercussions that really will stay with you for a very long time. Yeah, so and, I think- and that, that's a fact because uh, um, I also uh, part-time work at a DUI school that I see many young teenagers and, and young adults um, with DUIs that, that uh, were very irresponsible and uh, now they have to pay an arm and a leg for these classes and they, they, they lose their license for two years and they got to drive around with the breathalyzer. I mean, so definitely that's a, a that's a big yeah. thing. To- and and yeah. even for marijuana, Elton, correct? Yeah. No, no, even not for marijuana. Yet. And that's, a, that's what we have to realize. This Absolutely. is not, this is not uh, something they can, you know, oh, it's just marijuana. No. Yeah, no. And, and ironically, yeah, my most recent new clients that I've gotten in the last year are, I want to yeah. say a good 45, 50% marijuana cases. Yeah. yeah. Not even drunk. They smelled like marijuana. They got pulled over yeah. and they got a DUI. And here they are spending thousands yeah. of dollars for these classes because it was just weed. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's a conversation uh, Elton and Christian and I were having about, you know, a, a topic for tonight, which is marijuana and how, you know, this is now legal in, in so many places. What, what's legal mean? What, what alcohol legal right yeah. um and how how um this is really causing a confusion for a lot of our kids um down i, I have uh, elementary kids that are very confused about their parents uh, smoking marijuana and so why can't i and when when can i and that's that it's almost like it's almost the next question i'm getting it used to be when can i get my cell phone now yeah. it's like when can i start smoking marijuana you're doing it. it's legal so yeah. when can i start doing it um, so parents be, be aware that this confusion that we're having right now, it's the same confusion when alcohol became legal. Um, uh, it, it is a very, it is a very confusing state. Children are really stuck in this, uh, strange, 
uh, place right now trying to understand how this all works. And um, it, yeah, so I don't know, Elton and Krishna, if you want to speak on that at all, but. Uh, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, just because it's legal doesn't make it okay. Like with alcohol, um, alcohol is legal. And, uh, you know, uh, it definitely is, if not the biggest misused substance in, in the world right now. And, uh, you know, just because marijuana is legal as well, does it, again, it doesn't make it okay. And if the kids are asking, when can I smoke? Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, when, when, when you can drink, right? Uh, what's the legal age of uh, drinking is 21. Yeah, and I believe uh, the legal age now uh, is still 21 to be able to just walk into a dispensary and purchase uh, marijuana, like um, recreational. So if that's the, the question, then, you know, you wait until then. As of now, it's still illegal for you to, to, to partake in under 18 years old. You can still have consequences. You can still get in trouble for it. Um, again, being that I'm a, a recovering drug addict, I, I firmly believe uh, that, that marijuana and alcohol are definitely a gateway into harder drugs. That's just my opinion. Uh, but, um, you know, it's definitely a, a conversation to be having. Um, like we talked about before we started was, you know, a lot of these kids are, well, it's just weed and it's beneficial and it does this. And, you know, I always tell these kids like, okay, well, what ailment are you suffering from that you need to be smoking weed from? You know, uh, do you have autism? Do you have any uh, cancers? Do you have uh, something that you need, uh, you know, uh, migraines or whatever medical benefit you, you we, we know that they do help with? Yes. What do you have at 15? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. so... And that usually shuts them all down, right? Because a lot of them are like, well, I don't have anything, but, you know, so. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great question, Elton, that really kind of parents to have that piece um, in your pocket to ask that question. Absolutely. You know, and it's a great, that, great response. It's a great response. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and, Thank I, you. and I think also understanding the potency of, of, of marijuana nowadays, right? All the extracts and, you know, it, it's very high potency compared to what it was back then. And so some parents might feel like, oh, it's just a little pot, but in reality, you know, as Elton mentioned as well, if they're purchasing these backdoor products that can be possibly laced with, uh, yeah. you know, fentanyl or something of that nature, um, definitely we don't know what, what, how it can affect the, the child um, as well as, you know, just their brain development, right? They don't start developing until around, I want to say, study say around 27 now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just help, helping them understand that and educating them on, how their brain works and, and basically, you know, making them understand the consequences of using could even possibly lead to them just making a better decision and, and holding off for it. Um, right. Things of that nature um, definitely limits sort of the opportunity, the job opportunities you have uh, sort of, you know, your overall, again, just the way your brain's wired and, and how it can, you know, basically uh, screw your development. Um, yeah. yeah. Lack of terms. And, yeah. and, and it's funny you say that because, uh, uh, you know, I don't I know uh, real close friends of mine that own dispensaries and grow their own strains. And um, I also know a lot of friends that uh, I grew up with that also are recovering addicts or had stopped smoking weed at my age because of the potency of the weed now. Like mm -hmm. a lot of uh, um, a lot of the kids uh, don't realize that back in in, in the 80s and the 90s, this this weed uh wasn't as strong as it is now so a lot of people my age have stopped smoking weed because it makes them paranoid it makes them anxious it, it, it's doing the reverse effect that it, it once was was being used for so you know this 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 high-end thc nowadays man it, that's what always has me scared like i don't ever want to relapse because i'm scared that the first 
you know, hit or whatever I use of weed, I'm gonna be sent to the mental institution because it'll freak me out. But um, yeah, a lot of psychosis happening and things oh, of that yeah. nature as well. You know, it's very scary. Yeah. Um, it looks like we have a, a question here in the comments. It's um, the client you worked with. I guess in the in the sort of the the clients that we have right at Insight. Um, what are the top three to five reasons for them to use and mm. abuse drugs? Mm. Good um, question. Good question. Even though they know it's probably not good for them. Mm. I'd say the main reason, uh, there's two, right? One would be um, the feeling of wanting to fit in uh, because they feel, uh, you know, a lot of this, a lot of the underlying trauma is, is definitely a mental health issue of either whether they're feeling, uh, uh, you know, isolated insecure of themselves um they don't like the way they look they feel this they feel that so they want to fit in with the crowd that is using um and uh or uh uh, the second reason would be to um to numb themselves for whatever's going on at home right because a lot of these kids come from traumatic households that you know the parents are either addicts or alcoholics or there's a lot of fighting going on or there's a lot of there's a lot of um you know, uh, trauma that they've suffered that no one knows about yet, uh, that, that, that hasn't been uncovered. But, uh, you know, I think those are the, the three reasons, right? The trauma, the fitting in and to numb whatever it is they're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about accurate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's why we include parents in treatment, you know, uh, to get a better idea of, of sort of the family background. Um, as you know, right. Um, uh, having, parents or grandparents who have, you know, previous addictions, then it makes us more, um, you know, inclined to, to, to get addicted easier, right? And so understanding that and sort of understanding our family tree also helps us understand, you know, I might be more at risk to get addicted if I try a substance. Um, and again, as Elton mentioned, you know, a lot of uh, over, uh, just being overwhelmed with emotions, right? And this yeah. um, sort of, uh, you know, overwhelming feeling that uh, they're not being heard or, you know, their feelings are not being validated. Uh, the sort of, you know, again, um, parents might have a mentality where it's like, uh, you know, roll up your sleeves and deal with it type type of thing, right? Um, as opposed to really understanding and listening to your child. Um, again, so that's why we, we definitely include um, parents in, in the treatment process and helping them and educating them as well and sort of helping them understand that, you know, nowadays there's a shift in culture where we're starting to really address these issues and recognize them. And, and there's a definite need for them. As you can see, you know, the spike of, of, of you know, mental health services needed and the spike of, uh, you know, use of, of, of substances is definitely you know, correlated to, uh, to the culture that it maybe has been, you know, subconsciously passed on from our parents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great questions, everybody. Great questions. Um, any more questions or thoughts right now before we end? It's eight o'clock. We're gonna kind of uh, end here very soon. So if there's any more, be a good time to speak up. Uh, I don't see any other Christian or Elton. Do you see any more questions popping in? I do not. Nothing. Okay. Oh. oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We have some thank yous. Oh, here's a question. Um, what percentage of the kids would you say have taken drugs? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't even know that. that. Um, yeah. uh, you'd be surprised, though, it's probably a high number, uh, whether they've tried it once or they're using them regularly. 
Um, I, I think uh, I think it's a high number. I, I can't specifically tell you yeah, what, that's a, yeah. what what yeah. the percentage is, but um, I'm definitely sure. I think it, it it's uh, obviously a kind of a um, dependent on on the location of the facility, right? Some uh, communities are, are a little bit more um, um, sort of uh, you know use drugs, I guess you can say. But uh, we we have noticed that there has been a spike and increase, of course, as Elton mentioned, due to the pandemic, right? A lot of a lot of children are feeling overwhelmed and sort of a lot of emotions are going on, a lot of uncertainty, and so they want to numb that pain, and so. You know, yeah. we definitely have seen an increase in, in the use yeah. Yeah. of substances. And, and just the accessibility of having things delivered. Oh, everything yeah. is being delivered, yes. not just food. Yeah. Everything is being delivered. And that's, a, be, you know, keep tabs on how your children pay for things, the Venmo, the PayPal. Absolutely. Um, keep an eye on how, they, how they're using their money because that's, that's where it's coming out of. And not even watching their text, looking at how their payment system, who are they paying? Where... Yeah, um, and watching deliveries that come to your house. Um, yeah, it is a really big piece. Yeah, this is why I, I I had stated earlier. You know, even if you don't suspect them in any way, or, or they're just good at hiding it, you definitely want to just check their phone every now and then. Or um, uh, if you do have access to their finances, do that. Uh, uh, you know, like you said, keep an eye on their on their on their finances because one thing yeah. that I've that I find here specifically at my facility is that because I do random phone checks with these kids I'll call them I'll catch them off guard and I'll be like uh, I need to check your phone and so I'll go through things and snapchat instagram all these personal dm messages uh be, because of snapchat's the biggest one because um they have a feature where um you can be messaging somebody and the message will erase once it's read so that's how these are getting away with it but you definitely want to keep an eye out for that because yeah these delivery they you know leave it leave it behind the plant and i'll sell you the money or venmo you the money or leave it in the mailbox or here and that's that's the biggest thing right now because everything can be bought online everything everything also the question was good good question how much do drugs cost there we go (laughs) well (laughs) that is actually a really good question thank you you. know uh well here so the old me is going to come out uh, that I can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, right. Let's, let's bring it to the future. Um, so, <laughs> let's you know, talk for, about inflation too. Yeah, yeah. So marijuana <laughs> is different. Uh, you know, uh, it, it can, depending on the amount uh, of the, the marijuana, it could vary from 20 to $30 for a gram, which is like this size of the flower. Um, and the more amount of the flour you get, which is, uh, uh, like 3.5 grams, like I had mentioned before, which is called an eighth in any drug, um, is about 60 to $70. And usually th- these kids are, 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 I don't think, uh, I, you know, it's rare to find a kid dabbling in a higher quantity amount of that unless they're selling it. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it could be anywhere from, you know, 20 to 60 to $70 for marijuana, um, edibles, uh, depending on the, um, milligrams of THC in the, actual edible could be like $20 for a big brownie, uh, $20 for a bag of gummies, $40 for a bag of gummies. Um, and then for the stronger stuff, right. The heroin, the the methamphetamine, the cocaine, um, that's, uh, you know, the cocaine would be the most expensive. Uh, so Mm -hmm. for 3.5 or the eight ball, as I mentioned earlier, you're looking at like two, $300, uh, and then, uh, you know, a, a gram of it could cost anywhere from 80 to $120. And then uh, methamphetamine and uh, heroin are the cheapest. Um, 
So you can spend $20 for meth and get a, 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 about a good 0.4 or 5, which if you're a beginning user will last you a good you know while, or you know if you've taken it to the extreme like I did for 16 years, it, it's, it's, it's something that'll last you an hour. So that definitely can be expensive. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. <laughs> well, we're learning so much tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's, there's, that could go a lot more into depth. But I know, I know. You, you definitely want to keep a track on on your finances. I mean, if you're yeah, no, it, it is. It's so true. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, keep an eye on their 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 account, especially the Venmo. Whatever they have as their payment system, yeah. that, I'm telling you, that is that is as good as gold as as uh, looking at their text messages. Yeah. For cool. And, and another thing, really quickly, just to throw out there, and I know we got to end, but uh, if, if if all of a sudden you see your child. Um, happening to have more than a usual amount of Amazon gift cards or any type of gift card. That's also a red flag because Mm -hmm. that's how these uh, people are paying for things. Uh, And uh, when I say things, um, uh, you know, a lot of these kids have gotten into stealing. So you got to also keep an eye out for, for stuff that's just happening to appear uh, that they have now. And, Oh, my friend gave this to me, or we traded this and that. Be very, very skeptical of that because a lot of these kids are going to department stores and stealing stuff and trading it for drugs, or they'll get an Amazon gift card and trade that for that. And then that's how their mm-hmm. kids will be paying for drugs. So there's a lot of, a lot, a lot interesting, of, interesting, yeah. interesting. We, we, we've even seen, uh, you know, kids do assignments for each other in yeah, exchange for one. drugs, right? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, they'll find a way. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it looks like we also have another question here that I, well, I'm going to go ahead and allow them. Thank you so much. Um, that's that's very informative. So my question is for you, Marybeth. When if we keep so if we keep uh, an eye on the you know our children's if they have when they have finances payments and we notice something fishy or something we have questions about, how do we approach them when we're not sure if it's something we're not sure if it's something really bad or yeah, um, just yeah. something we have questions. How do we how do we approach them? Do we tell them, hey, I've been watching this and and um, I noticed something and how, how do we skillfully approach that situation? <laughs> right. <laughs> without without breaking the trust. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I, I think no, you know, the, the first, pe- or I, sorry, I didn't want to use your name, but yeah, your name's up there. But um, I think the first thing we have to always remember when we're working with our children or, or talking with our children is our children should already know that, you know, if, if this is a phone that we've given them and, and we're paying for it, that that's our property and we have the right at any time to go onto that phone. It's not an issue of trust. It's not an issue of mistrust. It's an issue of safety. And um, that's how you have to approach everything with uh, phones, cars, um, uh, debit cards, anything you give them. It's a matter of safety. And until they are, you know, and earning their own income or earning their own money, buying their own phone, you are going to help them by monitoring this um, to make sure that 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 um, things are done in a way that isn't going to cause long term effects on their credit, on their life on their safety, on their health. Um, and so the approach is always, hey, you know, I, I just was, you know, I was in your phone and I noticed this or I was o- overseeing some of the, the transactions you've been doing on Venmo or PayPal or now with Amazon cards, good to know. Yeah. Um, or you've been doing a lot of math assignments lately. Wow, then they're, and they're not yours. <laughs> good yeah. to know that one too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's saying, hey, I wonder what's going on. Remember that, that wonder question that I teach you all? Not, not hey, what, what's going on? I wonder what's going on here. This seems a little bit off help me understand what's going on. 
And what Elton said earlier, and you know, is really um, in that communication, it's communicating to them at, at a time that's convenient for them as well as for you. It isn't always convenient for them or you, but it's finding that time that works um, and having time for that time to talk to your children. Um, but um, that's the approach. We always have to do that same approach with everything. Hey, something's going on here. Can you help me understand? This just doesn't quite add up. You know, it's not jumping and, and jumping down, and but it's narrating. Remember, same thing we're narrating with our young children. We're not walking into a room when two, when two siblings are fighting and then start taking sides or, you know, we're narrating out, hey, something's going on here, guys. What's going on? There's been a lot of screaming, right? Same thing. Hey, something's going on here. There's a lot of messages going on. There's a lot of strange emojis. I don't know what's going on. There's some money that's been missing. There's something going on here. Let's figure this out. Remember those joining words? Let's figure it out. That's the approach. That's the approach. And definitely not to be accusatory, right? You definitely don't want to yeah. accuse. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm, I'm, I, I just, I just absorb that right now, Mary Beth. Let's figure it out. I'm wondering, yes, different so approach. Yeah. Joining, there are joining words. Let's figure it out, right? Yeah. Let's figure it out. Yep. Nice. We're, all, we're all working together, Elton, on the same Absolutely. thing. It's just <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, good question, though. Good question. Anything else, parents uh, or Christian or Elton? Anything else you want to throw in there to to complete our? Uh, I believe we have one more question before we uh, end it. Okay. So um, it's uh, how do we know the transaction is drugs? Uh, would it just be a person? Uh, can we give some examples, basically? Uh, well, I think it, it that that falls back to uh, what we were just saying, right? We want to, you know, uh, inquire. Well, I wonder. Inquire. I wonder. It seems uh, odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, why would why why you know? Let's figure this out. Why why are you paying this person this particular amount of money? Uh, for what services were rendered, what what is going on, and then I, for me, uh, in the field that uh, you know with the drug and alcohol and the kids, um, I've learned uh, in the years I've been doing this. Once they get um, once they get defensive, uh, in my from my experience, then that's that lets you know that something is definitely off. Uh, because um, if if and I use this in everyday life, if there's if you're not hiding anything, if I ask you a question and you flat out tell me the truth, you're going to be calm and collective. You're not going to you're not going to uh, uh, get defensive. And why the hell are you ask me that? So anytime that happens, I, I definitely want to want to suggest that you look further into it, because that's definitely a red flag as to as to, you know, think something's definitely off. Because they're concerned. They're, they're worried about something, too. You know, they, they might be into some trouble that they don't even know how to get out of and and. They don't know how they don't know the answers. And so they are going to defend themselves. Yeah. It's it's that whole piece of that fight, flight, and you know, you know, they're gonna they're gonna fight this through and they're gonna try to try to break away and hide from it too. So yeah. it's uh yeah, you have to look at all those pieces for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's all right. That. All right. Very cool. Thank you all so so much. Uh parents, thank you for being part of this. Um it, this is being recorded, and so it will be on my podcast, Everyday Parenting Podcast, uh in the near future. Um, but I want to thank Christian and I want to thank Elton so much for taking your evening to, to, to volunteer your time here to this evening. And I really look forward to working together, um, maybe some future endeavors and, uh, and uh, parents. Great resources here. Um, I'll be posting um, a lot of, uh, Christian and I are going to, I'm, I'm going to ask him to send me a bunch of stuff and I'll put it into my link tree, all the, some resources for you parents. So you have that tangible um, written information that you can log into for resources. Um, okay. 
but uh, thank you all and uh, have a good good rest of your uh, your evening and uh, and uh, we're going to sign off here from Everyday Parenting Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. We really appreciate being a part of this. Uh, it's always a pleasure and honor to share our experience with 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 everyone. So thank yeah. you again for having us. Thank yeah, you very thank much. You. Thank you very much.